Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another beautiful episode of Speak Pure Like Honey. Today we have a very special guest, and my dear sister Shekha is on the line with us. Shekha, how are you doing today? Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Assalamu alaikum, my sister. Wa alaikum wasalam. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very, very well. I hope y'all are doing great. I hope y'all's Ramadan is going great. Alhamdulillah, it's going great for me. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's hop in. Um, so today we have Shafa on the line. We're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. But before we get into that, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners who may not know who you are. All right. For y'all who don't know me, my name is Shafa. I live in Norway. I'm 28 years old. I am a reaver. I've been Muslim for about two years. Alhamdulillah, two and a half years. And uh, I'm originally from Kurdistan. And I'm married. Alhamdulillah. How has it been? What do you feel as uh, being a Muslim? Like, if you were to describe it in one word, Shafa, what is that word that you would use? <sighs> Awake. 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 You feel alive? Alive? Very much. Like, things that I wouldn't even give a second thought previously. Mm-hmm. Now is like the highlight of my day. Like, Something as simple as just looking at the sunset or the sunrise and it being the highlight of my day. Alhamdulillah. 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 So it's the little things Such that just make moment. you. Yeah. So. And so you tell, know this about me. Anything nature, really. Anything nature. Yeah, I know. Shafa is just, uh, there's, there's this one analogy that she always tells me that when she's always out in nature, it reminds her of how small we are and how great Allah yeah. is. And, um, you know, the the beautiful creation that Allah decorated in this empty world that was once empty isn't just so that it can be beautiful for us to look at. It's so that it can remind us of how great Allah is and how merciful Allah is. And just like you told me that one time, you're like, just imagine, you know, that's so beautiful and all the beauty combined in the world. And imagine Mm -hmm. the one who created that. The beauty mm-hmm. of the one who created, like, subhanAllah. Just, subhanAllah. I can't even think about it. My brain starts, like, tingling because it's, like, yeah. unfathomable. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Alhamdulillah for being Muslim Allah. and being able to share Islam with you. Because yeah. without Islam, I, I probably wouldn't have met you. Um, exactly. And probably not. Like, what would we have in common? Exactly. And uh, the biggest thing that we have in common is Islam. And, and Shaka and I have, yeah. though we're so far away, We've developed such a close bond as sisters, and that's very important. As Muslims, we should have these relationships where we love each other, even from afar. We don't have to be in the same place. Before I knew you even, bro, like before we ever had a conversation, you used to pop up on my For You page on TikTok, and I'd be like, this sister is like, first (laughs) of all, you were saying every time you made a video and I saw it, it was about a topic that would, like I had just thought about that one thing. And the one mm-hmm. video that stood out to me the most was a video you did a long time ago. It mm-hmm. was like, uh, you talked about the good that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't worry about people seeing what you do. You're doing mm-hmm. it for Allah. Do yeah. you really do it for, for the people or you do it mm-hmm. for Allah? And I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> I just thought about this. I was just like checking myself and my own intentions. Yeah. And then this video popped up and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Allah yeah. attic, and then I went through your like I don't lie I stopped you and yeah. I went through your page and I was like 
okay, mashallah, this sister is spitting facts. And little mm-hmm. did, did I know, you had DM'd me shortly after. <laughs> it was, was so like, crazy. <laughs> so was crazy. Wild. Because um, I was stalking Sister Shafa, and I would get inspiration from her captions and her photos. And I was like, you know how like, crazy that is? <laughs> and subhanAllah, I was like, you know, what? I just have to message this sister. Like, I need to compliment this sister and tell her how much of an inspiration she is to me as a Muslim sister, because I've come a long way in my journey as a Muslim woman in America. And um, yeah. I messaged Sister Shafa and subhanAllah, the response was like, I was just, I was thinking about you too. And I think you're so amazing. And, you know, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. We instantly clicked. Yeah. And, and until now, we just have such a great bond that even if we don't talk for weeks, the minute we hit each other up, it's like, man, I missed you kind of thing. And it, it's not yeah. like I missed you like because nothing. you you benefited me in like a worldly aspect you benefited me as like a sister in islam you know for the sake of allah yeah and um yeah alhamdulillah alhamdulillah but there's more to me and shafa but uh shafa is a published author shafa do you want to tell us just a little bit of backstory about your book and uh, how you came to write about what you wrote about absolutely and you know what before we uh finish remind me please to read uh, a poem for you guys about okay Amazon. Okay, yeah, from my book. Inshallah. So, before I became Muslim, I've been a singer all my life. Um, I've been on stage, big stages, small stages, with people everybody here listening probably know, and with myself, who I was like basically a, let's just say like a ghetto superstar. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. really all that out there, but like everybody in the hood knew, knew me, <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> and. And yeah, and I did this for years. It was my everything. And um, I'm not going to go too much into that, maybe another time. Mm-hmm. But that, when I, as soon as I accepted Islam, I was like, I am turning my back to the music industry right here, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I going to do with my creativity? I, w- I was like, I'm going to go crazy because it's all that I have. It's all mm-hmm. that I am. It's what I identified with. And mm-hmm. it, a lot. it was like music was my religion, which is why I so important for me that I don't listen to it today mm-hmm. but um, I started to write down my feelings but in my journey towards Islam I started to kind of blog but in a poem mm-hmm. and each and every day when I would go through something new I would channel all my creativity into these like poem blogs and mm-hmm. I would publish them online and Little by little, more and more people were reading them and actually relating like, yo, this happened to me too. This mm-hmm. like, I relate to this poem, this, that, that. And so I was like, yo, let me just like um, get all of my poems together and then put it into a book. And, uh, and so I did. And then people actually wanted to invest in it and have benefited from them, inshallah. And like, mm-hmm. it's so, it's been... <laughs> I mean, even if I only sold one book, that would be more rewarding to me than all of the songs and all the music and all the time. Yeah. You know, I've gotten recognition from people in that way. The mm-hmm. poems about Allah, about my love for Allah, it's it's everything. It's yeah. everything, and I can't I can't explain it really. It's like when you really love something so so much, like a, something that you do, something that's a part of your life for so long. Mm-hmm. And then you get to do that in a beneficial way and mm-hmm. like, and let Islam be the center of it and let it be something that's pleasing to Allah instead mm-hmm. of something that is against the will of Allah. 
mm-hmm. I can't explain the joy that I felt from that. So, so that's how that came about. I just yeah. wanted to put all my poems together and publish it in a book. <laughs> and what's your book called? It's called Darkness to Light. Subhanallah. So is there is there like a a moment in your life where you where that title came to mind? Or was there something that happened, an experience or an event? Oh, yeah, absolutely, girl, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Darkness Delight came about because my whole entire life, no matter what I had of worldly success, and I had a lot of that, let me tell Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nothing but a delusion, an Mm. illusion of something, a nothing, a lie, you Mm -hmm. know, because I was always suffering from depression and anxiety. So, so severely that I was on the brink of, you know, um, not, I didn't want to be on earth anymore, yeah. more than one occasion. Yeah. And so I was living my life in complete darkness, complete jahiliya, complete yeah. nothingness, no matter what it was that I had of material things or worldly things. However, I, let me tell you, like, I lost everything that I had and I owned and that I loved and held dear okay Mm. and when I had lost all those things that I loved so much and I thought that I was nothing I turned to Allah in like the most special way like I inshallah I'm going to get to that but like Mm -hmm. the moment I didn't have anything I gained iman I gained Mm -hmm. belief in Allah Mm -hmm. and I gained everything. My whole world it was like, okay, I was broke. I was poor. I didn't have a job, didn't have a house. I was homeless. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I felt like the whole the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders and my life was completely surrounded by sunlight. Everything mm-hmm. was light. Everything was good. Everything was like, like I was born again. And yeah. Subhanallah, that's like literally darkness to light is my life. Yeah. yeah. Subhanallah. Now, no you're... matter if the day is like bad or it's like, if, you know me, like we talk about everything. Like when mm-hmm. I go through my things, mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. It's still light. It's never yeah. darkness anymore. Yeah. No matter alhamdulillah. what. Alhamdulillah. I was getting goosebumps when you were talking about uh, the moment where in your life you were in darkness, right? You had everything. You had everything that you loved and your and the life that you were living was your religion the music and, yeah. and that lifestyle was your religion and when something is the center point of our lives it di- it dictates it dictates how we carry ourselves and how we act and how we behave um and obviously in that moment in our lives we're not remembering god we're not remembering allah and so yeah. it reminds me of that hadith where you know for the disbelievers this world is a, is is a paradise right essentially they yeah. think they have it all they're good but deep down inside they don't it's actually the complete opposite which is very interesting because inside they're lost they're empty and as yeah. you said you experience that anxiety that anxiousness that depression i promise you and everybody thought i was good that's the that's the thing about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. everybody around me was like yo you're so happy your life is perfect you have everything we're mm-hmm. jealous of you blah blah and then nobody knew how mm-hmm. i truly felt inside i was so yeah. empty and mm-hmm. I was afraid to even leave my house at times because I felt like how I felt inside, I felt like a loser because mm-hmm. I was so like shattered in, in my heart and my soul. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I felt like I didn't even have a soul at times. And mm-hmm. I felt like if I leave my house right now, people are going to see that it's written loser on my forehead, like yeah. literally. And I went to therapy for years and like 
nothing ever made me feel better until yeah. I turned to Allah and especially prayer, salat. That was my one, my one thing that actually gave my life a purpose to, you know, to continue and to actually get up out of bed, take a shower. You know how, like, a lot of people when they are depressed, like, taking a shower is a huge accomplishment. Yep, yep. Or, like, getting up and brushing your teeth, like, that's not something simple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I need to pray. Yeah. And so I continued and life just became a, a rose mess. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was concrete, and it just became this like beautiful garden of the best roses you can imagine. Because I mm-hmm. had iman, I cannot yeah. say that like hard enough. And I just want everybody to know, like, no matter what you think, and I'm, you know, on social media and all these things, and and a lot of people are like, yeah, just wait until you gain like more followers, you're gonna take yeah. off your hijab. May Allah not yeah. be one of them, because I was, I, mean, I came from that, yeah. and that brings us to the topic of today of why my modesty is so important to me because I came from the <laughs> opposite side of the spectrum, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out here. It's, it sounds, out here, bro. It sounds to me like now that you're a Muslim, you, you, yeah. you're, you're living that Quran verse that only in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do hearts find ease. That's, find the, only peace. Time, that's the only time we're going to find rest and peace. Exactly. When we're living a life pleasing to Allah. Yeah, and that's why I don't play when it comes to modesty, baby. When it mm-hmm. comes to modesty, it's literally, it's my superpower. It makes me feel invincible. It makes me mm-hmm. feel like, yo, you can't see me. You can't see yeah. me. My beauty is mine. I used yeah. to give my beauty for free. I yeah. used to show everything to, to the mm-hmm. world and be like, yeah, this is what makes me empowered. I choose yeah. to show my body and mm-hmm. be on stage and dance and sing. And how foolish I was when I think back, I'm like, subhanAllah, I cringe. Yeah. And, you know, that's also one of the reasons I changed my name, because I didn't want people to go and, and look me up and be like, okay, yeah, this is a picture of her on stage or whatever like yeah. that. Because, yeah. And not because, like, yo, uh, I'm ashamed of my background, nothing, because that makes mm-hmm. me who I am today. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But I'm no longer that person. And just mm-hmm. being reminded of it myself, I cringe at the yeah. thought of it. How powerful and, uh, is it? Whole, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's not the whole reason why I changed my name, but a big part of it, actually. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and you know what? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And you know what I think as well? Mm-hmm. I think the fact that I know where I came from, maybe it's easier, actually, for somebody like me to mm-hmm. hold on to the modesty because I know mm-hmm. that there's nothing over there, baby. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. over there. Nothing but a but dead a end. Yeah, exactly. Like, where are you going to go from there? Okay. Okay. You're showing your hair. Okay. You're showing your body. What? You, oh, you're mm-hmm. so hot. Oh, you're so beautiful. Is, is that what you mm-hmm. want? Or mm-hmm. uh, a man to look at you for, you know, the way that you look and be like, oh, she's hot. Well, then he's only going to want one thing from you, girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And he's that's a message to all of our, that's a message to all of our women and our girls, right? Uh, ones who yeah. are not married and ones who are married, ones who are searching for themselves and trying to find their modesty, right? And There's don't nothing... take off your hijab for a man. Yeah, never. Not forget That's... a man for the world. For this for the world. Yeah, but ultimately it's for a man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Who are we? Who are we trying to show our beauty to? You know. Yeah. Um, who is he trying to show? <laughs> exactly, and and you know this is not to bash anyone. This is because hear the honest truth then we're never going to be free from our lives from the lies that the Take devil it from whispers me. 
Yeah. Literally, I lived that life. I'm here to warn you. Look at me as a warning. I'm somebody who literally changed my name so that people was not going to go Google me and throw it in my face. Exactly. And and, and subhanAllah, how powerful is it that you only find peace when, when Allah guides you? That's when you felt yeah. peace. Now yeah. you look at life from a different perspective. You're like, alhamdulillah, now I'm here. I'm no longer there. And that's just yeah. that just goes to show all of us, no matter what bad position you are in your life it is good for you it's yeah. good for you and oh, when yes. I when I say good for you it's the situations that we don't want to be in those are the ones that are good for us the ones that we didn't choose to be in oh yeah but it's a different story when we go to the bad the bad the haram the impermissible when we go oh, down yeah, that absolutely. route absolutely you are spitting facts like that's bad for us subhanAllah because I've been down that route I've and you reverting to Islam and me being raised as a Muslim, our experiences are, are completely different. I took Islam yeah. for granted because I was raised mm-hmm. as um, a Muslim. Whereas you hold on to Islam as, as, as much as you can because yeah. you didn't have that for most of your life. And I'm like jealous of people like you tell me like, yeah, you grew up with like Ramadan and Eid and all these things in your house. I grew up with Christmas, my G. Yeah, but my G, look at me. <laughs> I, we didn't make Ramadan special. It was just, oh, Ramadan is here. You see how that's different? And I'm looking at the revert stories and revert Muslims. You see how yeah. special it is to them because it's something that they've never seen. Right? Yeah. So we start to take yeah. the things that are meant to be special as Muslims or the traditions in Islam for granted because we don't, we don't look at it from that perspective. Oh, alhamdulillah, it's Ramadan. What a special month. Because we're not educated on the beauty of Ramadan. When you're educated and on that's something, why we take yeah. it back. Like, mm-hmm. just look at how hard we go on Fridays right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and me, sis. Yep, yep. Friday is no longer just Friday. Friday is Jumu'ah. Oh, Friday you know, is the, day. the The last Jumu'ah, yeah. day of the week, you know? Yeah. So, alhamdulillah. So, so tell us a little bit more, Shaka, about what it is to be a minimalist hijab now. Or, or what's your, what's, what, what is it like being that on social media and out off of social media okay okay so when I first started my social media it was just to like it was at the very beginning of my journey I think I've been Muslim for like three months when I started my social media because before that I deleted everything I was Mm -hmm. gone for like a whole lot a long time because I just wanted kind of people to forget me Mm-hmm. And then I came back when I was like, okay, I have a lot to say. I need to share everything I know about Islam. Maybe somebody's going to fall in love with it the way that I did. Mm-hmm. So I started blogging about it, writing poems, this, that, and uh, basically giving dawah. And like I had changed the way that I dressed, but I wasn't um, covering my head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, yo, what are you out here? You're giving dawah and like you're not even wearing hijab. Like what's wrong with you? I was like, no, no, no. It's, my iman is very strong. I'm not ready yet. You know what I mean? But I know mm-hmm. where I need to get. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being arrogant about it. Like, no, I don't need hijab. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know where I need to get. And I know that I'm not there yet. And I'm working yeah. on it. Yeah, I need to stop it. I'm not there in my journey yet. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's but you knew. Thing. Like a lot of people. Yeah. But I knew where I needed to be. Exactly. But, and I was working on it too. Um, mm-hmm. And so little by little, you know, I started my little hijab journey. And it started off because I was following a lot of these hijabi influencers. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and then my head, like, I was kind of naive with it, too. And it's kind of cute now that I think about it because I was following a lot of these, like, hijabi influencers who, like, wear turbans and really tight clothes and, like, do makeup tutorials and all these things. And I was like, they wear hijab because 
their iman is so strong and they want to please Allah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they wear a lot of makeup and have long acrylic nails and tight clothing, but they, they're putting their head in the turban, that's mm-hmm. cool. And I can do that too. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. All right, Sister Shekha. So you were saying that at some point when you were starting to uh, wear the hijab because you saw so many hijabi influencers, what were you dressing like and how did it feel? What did you feel? Um, okay, so at first that's how I like started to dress as well, like jeans, turban, top, like my neck and like chest was all out, like not like mm-hmm. cleavage, but like yeah. collarbone area, okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, just like, very dramatic makeup and sometimes inshallah after Ramadan you're not going to like that no more but <laughs> sometimes like dramatic makeup and like a bright red lip or something like that you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and it just didn't sit right with me and each time I would just be like yo let me just do a little bit better let me just do a little bit better mm-hmm. and then um, I think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says put something like all the way from your head down to the over your chest and a turban mm-hmm. not going to do that obviously mm-hmm. and Allah says jalabib in the Quran which literally means put something like a garment over yourself that covers mm-hmm. everything before you leave the house yeah and i'll be like uh okay so no tight jeans <laughs> no mm-hmm. tight tops no neck no nothing and so yeah. it took me a minute but i got there alhamdulillah and i've just been perfecting that every single day as i go and i never mm-hmm. want to stop because mm-hmm. and y'all know like if y'all follow me y'all know i have, I have like my little niqab moments because yeah. i truly truly have a jihad inside where mm-hmm. I don't want to beautify myself, but I struggle. Yeah. I have yeah. my struggles with like yeah. makeup. I have my struggles with this, that, and I'm trying, you know, every single day, little by mm-hmm. little, to like tone it down. And yeah, that during this Ramadan, I've been feeling my Instagram like I've been clean. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, you've come a long way, yeah. Shaka. And um, yeah. j- for those of you who are not following Shaka from the beginning, like I still look despite me also knew, knowing where I wanted to be like you know no more makeup kind of thing despite me knowing that's where I wanted to be and then coming across Shafa's page and she had you know beautiful makeup on I still looked at her as an inspiration so what's the lesson Aww. behind that listen what's the lesson behind that though despite somebody's struggles, exactly despite someone's struggles never ever look at somebody as less than you Look at the yeah. characteristics of that person or, you know, the the types of things that they're trying to do to get closer to Allah. Look up to that. Yeah. You know, and even you if know, they're I not a perfect. To wear... yeah. yeah. Even but... if they don't <laughs> appear to be, oh, a minimalist hijabi with no makeup, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's not everything. That's not, that doesn't go, go to say that everybody who wears makeup isn't pious or righteous. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But, mm-hmm. um the whole like piety thing for me is I don't necessarily believe that niqab is fun. I don't hold that opinion. But yeah. for me, when it's getting like out of hand for myself personally, my nafs is like slipping away. And mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, this, this period I've been like going hard on the makeup and I'm like, yeah, I just force myself to like shut that down. And I put on my niqab. And if it wasn't honestly, let me just like keep it 100. If it wasn't for my mom being like, yo, I'm going to disown you if you wear niqab. I would have probably put it on by now because my husband yeah. since day one he was like if you want to do it go ahead yeah and that's just honest like straight mm-hmm. subhanallah and we see how the people closest to us can have an impact on our dean right um and that's and my lot- mother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's important that's after allah my mother you know what yeah I mean? yeah 
subhanallah and we, and we know that we're, we're all struggling right we're all struggling um everybody so, has their own things and i don't think necessarily my struggle make me less pious than the next person it's not mm-hmm. about that it's about mm-hmm. we have to understand as as an ummah that just because you are at a particular place in your own journey doesn't mean mm-hmm. that your brother and sister are at the same place at the exact mm-hmm. same time. Maybe they yeah. also are trying to get to where you are, but they're right mm-hmm. right now in the race. They're not there yet. So why yeah. are you going to judge them and be a dapper? Mm-hmm. You know what a sister said to me before I put on hijab? She was like, you are munafiq because you are giving da'wah online. She was a student of knowledge, mashallah. Like she was yeah. studying under some really like important sheikhs. Uh-huh. And all those things and she was like name dropping them I'm assuming the knowledge blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and I was like yo she's really making me feel bad and at the same yeah. time another sister who was actually um, a real shekha she yeah. was actually a, a female scholar and uh-huh. she never once uttered anything to me and when we first got to know each other she, I didn't wear hijab and mm-hmm. she never treated me differently until I started to wear it until I dressed like I dressed today she was always yeah. encouraging me and she never mentioned it she, because she already knew what it was. Like everybody has yeah. their own journey. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we need to focus on. Like let's support yeah. each other a little bit more. Yeah. Inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah. I, I literally got goosebumps. As, like. as, <laughs> I literally got goosebumps <laughs> through my entire body when you said like there was a, a female scholar that you knew of. And despite she didn't treat you different because you weren't wearing hijab. Right. And that's yeah. a very, very important, important point to touch on because there's more than what our eye can see, right? Yeah. And alhamdulillah, when it comes to intentions, only Allah knows that. No human being can ever know what somebody's intentions is. Indeed. And and so, subhanAllah, and uh, as a Muslim, take from this, take from this topic and take from this talk that support your Muslim brother and sister. You know, yeah. if you see somebody not praying salah and it's a family member or a close friend or a relative, Invite them. Say, hey, would you like to pray Salat Duhur with me? Instead of, Astaghfirullah, you're not praying Salat. You're going to be amongst the people of Jahannam. You see, there's a major difference on the approach. And Yeah, I, if somebody approached me like that, I'd just be like, uh, okay, <laughs> goodbye. I would like not want to do it because that's how a lot of people are built. Like, we exactly. can't help it. That's how a lot of people are. And, you know, I listened to this lecture and, and, and by Mufti Mink, and he mentioned um, how when you get closer to Allah, the true people that are close to Allah are the ones that have softness towards people that are not harsh, that are not yeah. uh, negative and that don't come off so strong. You can still relay the same message, but then your approach has to be very soft and kind and gentle. Those are the characteristics of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So exactly. it's important to look at each other with love. Yeah. Stop pick, picking at, oh, this, this Muslim sister is doing this and this Muslim brother is doing this. Astaghfirullah. In, instead, advise them in private. I see so many people in the comment section. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, like, like they do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with what you just did? Like, you just, you just abuse a Muslim brother and sister in, exactly. in the comments. Do you think Allah is happy with what you just did? You're going to be giving them your good deeds on Qiyamah. Mm-hmm. You better watch your back. Yeah, exactly. So be careful with the words that come out of your mouth. You know, I don't even think like, subhanAllah, like I'm not much of a commenter. But before I comment, I have to, I have to now at the point that I am in my life, I don't want to displease Allah. And we're all trying our best, right? 
Um, Trust so me, the- there are so many things I see out of pocket, and I just scroll. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, uh, no, 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 no. Yep, if it's yep. my comment right now, I'll probably hurt their feelings anyway. Exactly. Like, even if it's a sincere advice or whatever, I'll just yep. be like, let me not. Because I used yep. to comment, like, and try and be, like, cute in the comments and be like, yo, hello, mm-hmm. by the way, you should probably. No, I just keep yeah. it to myself if I don't, you know what I mean? But if I really, really need to tell somebody something, I guess I'll DM them. I'll make dua for them. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be out here bashing nobody. I'm not going to ever exactly. do that. Because if you do that, honestly, bro, you're a loser. Yep. And guess what? That type of behavior and that type of uh, energy is going to come back to you. The energy you put out, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the things you put out into the world, trust me, don't think you're going to come across amazing, kind, nice people if you're such a yeah. nasty, disgusting person who leaves comments like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? So don't true. Be but people need dis- to think about that. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Like, don't be a disgusting, nasty person, please. Please don't yeah, be that be person. be kind no matter what. Like, no, like, I didn't do nothing to you personally just because I'm wearing makeup. Like, you don't got to yeah. tell me like that. Exactly. And I even had my own journey just to kind of touch on it a little bit and relate to Shafa with the whole makeup thing. I've been off of social mm-hmm. media for a couple of years. And then before I came back on, I was like, I'm coming back on. And I started making like my spoken word videos. And then I started getting into like not posting pictures until I had a full face of makeup on. And I've been through that back and forth. It's hard, yeah. yo, not putting on a full it's face hard. of makeup. Like, you know, especially Ooh, once they're there, I... <laughs> once they're sitting at your chair, like just putting on a little bit, you're like, oh, let me just, uh, let me just, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit of mascara turns on, a little bit of uh, highlight, no shining like the sun. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm. subhanAllah. So, I've been there. And then, like, Shafa, too, I had that same feeling. It didn't sit right with me. I would always, like, yeah. no matter who I met, I was talking about Allah as much as I can. Yeah. I was talking about Allah and encouraging people, hey, like, it's okay if you're going through this, just repent to Allah, come back to Allah. But then me, I was like, full face, makeup, hijab, that's not hijab. And so for me, that that is how I interpret it as a hijab, is not drawing extra attention to yourself as a Muslim woman. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you've been created by the perfect creator. He made you beautiful just as you are. Think about that. And you Allah- just said something very important, man. Yeah. I mean, just to, like, add to what you just said, which was, like, so important, is the hijab is meant to, like, not draw extra attention. And if you look around right now, and this is, like, I'm saying this to myself more than mm-hmm. anybody. So don't come mm-hmm. for me and be like, oh, you're talking to me. <laughs> No, this is for me first. And everything yeah. I say is for me first. Because when you see the Muslim women of today we are fashionistas, full face mm-hmm. makeup, glamorous, causing more mm-hmm. attention than than the average girl with a top mm-hmm. knot and a t-shirt and some je- baggy jeans on. Mm-hmm. No one's going to look mm-hmm. at her, but everyone's going to look at you with your fabulous self looking mm-hmm. all fly, which defeats yeah. the purpose of your modest, little, righteous, pious hijab looking mm-hmm. sister over there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. what are we really doing? Like, we're defying the whole purpose, bro. Yeah. And I, I always say this. What if the Prophet Sallallahu walked past you on the street? Would he recognize you as one of his followers? Please. Mm, that, yo, you're onto something. <laughs> and you're that goes for the brothers, too. Yeah. What do you look like? Where's your kufi? Where's the sunnah? Where, why is your pants not above your ankles? You know, let the sunnah go forth. And that's very, very yeah. important. Because when we hear yeah. sunnah, we're like, oh, it's just sunnah. Oh, it's just sunnah. And my father-in-law always reminds me, just because it's sunnah, there's, that's where the reward lies. Because exactly. you are from the nation of the most beloved creation. 
the one who cried for us, the one who wept for us, the one who just wanted he wanted to see us on the day of judgment be successful amongst the successful ones. Yeah. So let the sunnah go forward. So to, to just kind of touch on what Shaykha said, if our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was on this earth with us, would he recognize you from the people of his nation to be from the people of his nation? Hmm. That's deep. That's really deep. There's, yeah. That holds a lot of meaning. We should be yeah. recognized as Muslims. There shouldn't be That's questions. literally a mirror to yourself. Like if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, let that be your mirror. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and when you people know, look at me, well, they so, know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Social media. Whew. Yeah, social media, you have to like be really careful who you follow. For me, like I said before, I had to unfollow all those like sisters, like no like no shade or nothing like that. And I don't follow people that I actually am cool with as well because I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. influenced in a bad way. You mm-hmm. can design what you consume. And mm-hmm. you don't have to consume something that's not beneficial. If you really mm-hmm. want to work on your deen, it's Ramadan right now. Try and unfollow people that influence you in a bad way. Try yes. and unfollow people. Or like if you don't want to hurt their feelings, like uh, make so that you can't see their stories or their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feed posts. You can do yeah. that on Instagram. Just yeah. give yourself some peace of mind. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I do that with some of my friends that put out like things that I don't want to see because it brings mm-hmm. out negative feelings towards them. And I love mm-hmm. them. So I choose not to see them so that next time mm-hmm. I see them, I won't have like these irritation feelings yeah. towards them. And I think that's, that's, that makes me a good friend because <laughs> yeah. you, you are for you real. See. Like that's a real you thing. You exactly. You, you exactly. become what you constantly see. You believe what you mm. constantly see and hear, which is also important. Our ears, we need to protect our ears. And when you mentioned that you came from the music industry, which is why it's like you don't want to be at that place where you were that darkness that's why you can't mm-hmm. listen to music that's why you choose not to mm-hmm. listen to music that's that's very important because yeah. we don't think it influences our mind it really does it does it really does like my whole demeanor will change like i mm-hmm. know that for me i never use drugs or nothing like that but my drugs yeah. are music yeah and it was really an intoxicant because it shifted my mood when i was upset i was listening to i know exactly what i was going to listen to that was my fix mm-hmm. that was i was going to mm-hmm. be more sad after listening when i was angry and hype i was listening to this it, like you know to make same me here mad. i was listening to and afro I, beats i was jumping in my car getting all in the you know mood and everything yeah. bro i was a changed mm-hmm. person when i was listening to music and and yeah when i was Something sad i was you. sad yeah when i was sad i'm listening to sad cry music like Subhanallah, it overtakes our emotions when the Quran does exactly that, but better. And it's not it's not beneficial. And also, let me tell you, there is not room for both music and Quran in your heart at the same time. Exactly. It's it's a part of Mark modesty, right? It's a part of modesty, like what you to listen Quran, to. Exactly. But it, your heart craves it more. Because, yeah. like, you know how when you listen to music, then you constantly have this, like, a song on your mind all the time. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, for the longest time, subhanAllah, when... I was listening to Quran and I have this like Adan app on my phone and Mm -hmm. every time the Adan for like five times a day the same Adan goes off goes off goes off and that Adan would be on my mind 24 7 bro and Mm -hmm. I would like catch myself like reciting the Adan Mm -hmm. because it because I heard it so much and my and my brain was like you know so used to it that I was like catching myself doing it and the same with the Quran right now I'm like going hard with the Quran alhamdulillah and it keeps popping up in my mind and I have to really check myself when I'm in the bathroom or I'm going to take a shower or something I mm-hmm. always like start like 
the the melody of the reciter like gets yes. going in my head and then I have to be like blah 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 blah, blah and like yeah. remember something else because that's what my brain is like occupied with it but that's yeah. a beautiful thing yeah and and subhanallah like Allah chose that for you right and and I was I was talking yeah. about this topic about giving credit to Allah when you give credit to yeah. something you're giving credit to the good okay when you're doing something yeah. bad, you don't give credit to Allah. That you, because the word credit is in a positive connotation, not a negative connotation. Positive. To give credit yeah. to something is to focus on only the good, the accomplishments, yeah. right? So Allah yeah. chose that for you. Allah chose that guidance for you. And there's this beautiful and quote, And whoever's right? listening to this, Allah chose it for y'all too. Exactly. For you to listen to this instead of something else that's not beneficial. Exactly. Do that what benefits you. Because anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to do is for our own benefit. Allah lives and never dies, yo. Like, he, he's self-sufficient, right? But we're not self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. We can't provide mm-hmm. for ourselves, right? So exactly. there's this there's quote that Yasmin Mujahid, like, uh, that she uh, mentioned. She said that, imagine that you're shopping with someone, right? Because Allah chose Islam for us. So listen to this quote, right? She said, imagine that you're shopping with someone you love. no. Not just someone you love, someone you're madly in love with. Now, suppose that this person picks out a gift for you in a particular color and style. How would you feel about that gift? Chances are you'll cherish it simply because of who gave it to you. And then she goes to say that there are things, events, people in your life that Allah has picked out for you. Are you pleased with his choice? Do we not love the gift simply because of who picked it out? And so think about it in the aspect of Islam, Shaykha. Like, Allah picked you to be in my life and vice versa. How beautiful is that? Like, I know Allah is the greatest of the greatest, the kings of the kings. You know, there's no one greater than Allah. There's no one that has the power that Allah has. Allah is the all-powerful. So because Allah picked out our life for us, isn't that enough? Isn't that enough to say, Alhamdulillah, this is a wonderful gift. It came from Allah. The one who created me inside my mother's stomach. There's nothing that we have or do without Allah providing that for us. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And like Allah, like you said, Allah is forever. Allah mm-hmm. is not like us. Mm-hmm. We need him. Every single breath we take is by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many of us are there in this world? Does he ever take one break? Does he ever get tired? No. We stay functioning the world stays going around every day comes every night comes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is by Allah yeah we live and we die right like we live and we die what I'm saying that's yeah. crazy to think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when we sleep at night we sleep at night yeah. Shafa we sleep we don't know if we're gonna wake up but Allah then he, he decides whose soul he's gonna return back to their bodies right for another day to live Think about that. Reflect on that. Reflect on that. And so modesty goes in all aspects of our lives. Modesty isn't just hijab yeah. for women. No. It's hijab for men. Men, you need to be modest. Don't be commenting, oh, sister, you was looking fly, mashallah. Just because you added mashallah, don't make it okay. Just because, hey, <laughs> like, good intentions don't make what's right wrong. Mm, I mean, the good intentions exactly. don't make what's wrong right. Excuse me. So yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> we need to understand that, like, just because you, it's a Muslim sister and you're a Muslim brother, don't be trying to act cute in the comment section. So be modest in our words, in our tongue, in our in our sight, in our ears, in our hands, in our feet. Be aware. 
one of the secrets to piety that one of the Islamic scholars mentioned was, I know that Allah is watching me, so I became shameful to engage in wrong. Subhanallah. To in, a scholar, to engage in wrong, a scholar is saying this, right? And so we need to think like that. We need to be modest in all aspects, be kind to people in all aspects. Mm-hmm. So now when you think of modesty, Shafa, as a Muslim for how long? you Was it two, three years now? Two and a half. Two and a half years. Now when you think of the word modesty, how would you explain modesty to someone in, in, ask, in, in like regards to how, how it is to you in your life? For me, modesty has been, like since day one, modesty has just been my strength, honestly. It's, it's become a strength and it's become the freedom that I never had mm-hmm. and I get to just be me and when I speak when I do whatever it is that I do people hear me people see my actions and listen to my words instead of you know um, checking me out what do I mm-hmm. look like what is this what is that I do mm-hmm. the best that I can to hide my body I do the best mm-hmm. that I can to hide my beauty yeah and regardless of what I think I look like, Allah has made us all beautiful in our form mm-hmm. and we do not need anything extra. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Subhanallah. So, and so for me, modesty, freedom. One more can I yeah. say? My modesty is my yeah. freedom. Yeah. You're free from like societal standards and, you know, societal norms. Like, you know, as Muslims, that's what makes us so special. We don't I feel blend like I'm in. part of this elite club. Yeah, we're elite, bro. I, <laughs> I feel so exclusive. Like, honestly, when I wear just a simple abaya or a jilbab and I go outside, I feel like everything. I'm like, so, yeah. Yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I feel so fly. Like, I can't explain. I know you feel the same way, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you feel so fly, too, huh? Yep, yep. I'm actually currently wearing a jilbab that was sent to me. I can't wait to show y'all, but you know, and it looks and, and amazing jil- in it. Allah The <laughs> jilbab inspiration came from Allah, but He used Shaka as a as a means to inspire me. So when I saw her oh. rocking it, I was like, "Ooh, look at these sisters rocking these jilbabs!" I was like, "Shoot, let me throw one on, like you know." And when I walk out, people look, but I feel like it's that good type of look, like, "Hmm, curious," like you know. Yeah. They're breaking yeah. their necks to look at me. Keep, keep them guessing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, be proud to be a Muslim sister in this world. Show people yeah. that you are Muslim. Because you know what? The reward with Allah is better than the, the temporary uh, satisfaction you get from the compliments from people when you're not wearing that which is pleasing to Allah. Yeah. So think about oh, that. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the moon right now. And if it's not the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I'm gonna you know, little, right now. You're gonna die. <laughs> little things like that little things like that you know the beautiful creation of Allah and how bright the moon is and how it gives us uh, light at night you know that's how great your creator is so live to please your creator for he is enough for you indeed do y'all not know <laughs> and um no, no, honestly i'm so blessed i'm so happy to be muslim like it is the best thing that has ever happened to me and when you live your life for the sake of allah and with purpose mm-hmm. everything will come to you the way it's supposed to and you just gotta trust that yep things will be falling into your lap like i kid you not yeah. 
Like, you know, look at the, pro- like we, 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 as, as human beings, we're like, why, why am I getting tested? I'm trying my best to be a good Muslim. Okay. Now look at the stories that have been related to us from the prophets, peace be upon them all. Right. Mm-hmm. They had a noble status. They were sent as messengers to their nation. Yet Allah tried, tried them, right? He, he sent them difficulty, mm-hmm. but their yaqeen, their trust and belief, firm belief in Allah remained the same. If not, it got stronger right so we need yeah. to understand like the people the messengers the prophets right they also were tried right and you cannot just say i believe and think you will not be tested Indeed. that's not enough just yeah. like when you're in first grade you can't move on to second grade without passing all your exams yeah this world exactly. i like this quote this i like this, this quote that says this world is a testing place not a resting place but you know for the believing muslim you also find comfort in this world while also being tested because you always go back to allah you return to allah because you know only allah can solve all your difficulties and only allah is the one who we should show praise and thanks to exactly subhanallah any last wow. minute uh notes that you want to add on shaka to uh our topic today of modesty and uh, just a I mean, message that you want to leave uh, with them all. You need to have me back for a part two or something because, <laughs> yeah. But no, like last uh, last note, I just want to say this life literally is so temporary. We don't have like many years on this earth. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that y'all take me as a lesson. Please mm-hmm. learn from my mistakes. And my mistake was that I never lived mindfully. Like, I always lived for the moment. Mm-hmm. And I never gave anything else a second thought. Um, miserably, to now, living every single moment with purpose. And just being so thankful that I can never, I can, can't utter it enough. And I can't feel it hard enough. And... Um, Oh, I'm about to get emotional. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, for real. And that's um, that's all I have to say. Alhamdulillah. Sister Shafa, Jazakumullahu Khairan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you and bless you for coming on to this podcast today. And uh, for all of you who are listening, take the lessons from this podcast as a message to you from us and also a message from Allah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses his creation as a means to, uh, you know, warn people. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who become his friend Uh, because being the friend of Allah is the greatest blessing lesson that I can ever ask for and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for anything that we have said in this podcast that may have offended anyone or that was wrong Um, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit uh, allow us to benefit from anything that we hear see and do Um, and on that note remember speak pure like honey